By early summer, Corrine knew she had to pick up the pieces of her life and make some changes, explore new options, expand her horizons. Not that it always felt that way. Sometimes, even now, it felt as if she were still licking her wounds, still running from herself and the life she wanted to lead. But not today. Today was a gorgeous late-autumn day, perfect for not thinking about Cold Ridge and Tyler North. As far as she was concerned, he was back to being the thorn in her side he'd always been. She'd trust him with her life. Who wouldn't? But she'd never again make the mistake of trusting him with her heart. That was what Gus had tried to tell her after the shooting incident in the woods last November. You can trust him with your life, Corrine, but damn it, he'll break your heart in the end. She'd thought her uncle was just worrying about her. People tended to worry about her. She wasn't a tough U.S. marshal like her brother, or a physician who'd seen everything like her sister. People saw her as the sensitive soul of her family, a nature photographer who never really left home. Well, now she had. She finished her latte and decided to head back to Commonwealth Avenue and the Rancourt House, although she wasn't under any time constraints. The Rancourts hadn't just hired her out of the blue— They weren't part of her horizon expanding. They'd hired her, Corrine knew, because she was from Cold Ridge, friends with the three men who rescued them the year before. Hank Callahan and Antonia had started dating in Boston after that first meeting in Corrine's cabin. He was now her brother-in-law. As of a week ago, the voters of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts had made him their junior senator-elect. Since he was friends with Ty, and Antonia was a fiercely loyal sister, their relationship had suffered after Corrine's aborted wedding. Then Antonia found herself trapped on an island off Cape Cod with a violent stalker, and with a hurricane about to blow on shore. Hank had come after her, ending any doubts either of them had. The media and voters lapped up the story but it was clear to everyone that Hank hadn't been thinking about their opinion when he'd headed to the shelter island. No, Corrine thought. She had no illusions. As much as she liked them, Sterling and Jody Rancourt had their own reasons for asking her to do the job. She walked slowly, in no hurry. Her hair was pulled back neatly and she wore jeans, a black turtleneck, her barn coat and waterproof ankle boots, comfortable clothes that permitted her to go up and down ladders, trek over drop cloths and stacks of building supplies and tools, do whatever she had to do to get the particular picture she wanted. She was used to climbing mountains and edging across rock ledges to get the right light, the right color, the right composition. Negotiating house renovations didn't seem that daunting to her. It had been a quiet morning. She hadn't even taken her camera out of its bag and had left it at the Rancourt house while she was at lunch. She was using her digital camera today, at Jody Rancourt's request. Jody wanted to get a better idea of the technical differences between digital and film. A shiny black sports car pulled alongside her, and Louis Sanborn, also newly employed by the Rancourts, rolled down his window and flashed his killer smile at her. Hey, Miss Photographer, need a ride over to the big house? Corrine laughed. Thanks for the offer, Mr. Security Man. Lewis was tall and, despite his prematurely gray, scrub brush hair, younger than he looked. 
probably just a year or two older than she was. The Rancourts had hired him two weeks ago as the assistant to their chief of security. I don't mind walking. We won't get many more days like today. It's beautiful out. Only according to you granite head types. It's in the fifties. That's what I'm saying. Having a good lunch hour? An excellent lunch hour. Me too. See you over on Com Ave. His car merged back into the Newbury Street traffic. Kareen continued on up to Exeter Street, then cut down it to Commonwealth Avenue. With its center mall and stately Victorian buildings, it was the quintessential street of Boston's Back Bay, all of which was on reclaimed land that used to be underwater, hence its name. Still in no hurry, she sat on a bench on the mall, famous for its early springtime pink magnolias, now long gone. A toddler.